When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is it. After six years of daily podcasts, which have gone through multiple forms from YouTube to audio only, my producer, Brian Van Gelder, and I are taking a well-deserved break. Before that, let's look back at the wild journey that has been the show. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to reminisce is Joan Salzman, the Daily Charge regular and a regular host when the show was still known as The 359. Welcome, Joan. Oh, thank you, Roger. It's such an honor to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us is a very special guest, Ben Fox Rubin. Thank you. Now, if you, don't re- if you don't remember the name, and how could you not, Ben and I actually started this podcast six years ago as a part of a random request from our editor, Connie Guillermo. Welcome, Ben. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So just to, just to give some of our listeners some context, Ben, what do you do now? Where did you... You disappeared from the face of the earth, at least off this podcast, two years ago. Give us just a quick recap of of where you are now. So I I moved over to uh, PR and communications, and I work at MasterCard now. So on the on the other side of the shop, and I do you know speech writing. I help run the corporate blog uh, for MasterCard, and yeah, it's been it's been a great learning experience. It's been a lot of fun, obviously. Uh, God, I'm going to start crying already. I've really missed you guys, but for having me here, I don't, I don't do stuff like this anymore. So like, I was so happy that you guys invited me over. I'm going to sound like somebody's grandpa now, but yeah, it's, it's really like, I don't, I don't, I like, I used to do like radio interviews all the time. That's, you know, a thing of the past. I'm now behind the camera. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's uh, one of uh, considered doing uh, an episode like this without you, Ben, just given the the role you played in the creation of this thing. So, uh, speaking of which, let's let's take our listeners back, and and I'll apologize to our listeners for our our self indulgence here, but we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about our, ourselves for basically the next I don't know X number of minutes. But been with us for six years. You'll put up with this last episode. <laughs> there right? you go, uh, or they'll just skip to the next episode or the next podcast. So uh, let's well let's talk about. The 359, because I think for a lot of folks, especially more recent listeners who are who follow the Daily Charge, don't quite know the origins of it. So, I mean, I've, I've obviously talked enough over the last six years. So, Ben, why don't you just give us a quick recap of like how we put this show together? Like, like in the most slapdash fashion possible. <laughs> I remember. So, so the first couple episodes. It's it's worth noting that the first episode ever was on a leap day. And so we've been running this for like six years or so, but I guess technically only like two years or two and a half years. I don't know how leap days work, but the first couple (laughs) of episodes I I remember were like so lousy in that like we really, really didn't know what we were doing. And so we had to get Brian to cut stitch together the episodes, if you remember. And like we would have to plan them out 
plan our lame dad jokes and then like do different sets of them. And so even though it was only four minutes, um, BBG would have to like go and like do it, like we'll, we'll fix it in post-production. And it was interesting to see like a couple months down the road, we would just like punch out an episode a lot faster. But even then, especially like during the 359, we were just like, you know, like it's super busy in a newsroom in the morning. So we would just frantically, I would be trying to post stories, you know, there would always be breaking news about Amazon. Right, right. And then in between, we would be, you know, figuring out like, what the hell are we going to talk about today? And you were on uh, paternity leave for, for like a chunk of the beginning. So like, I was, I was trying to like, joke. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was trying You're to, right. That's my, my son was born. I was, I was doing, I was doing, you know, breaking news and doing this and doing like writing through the script and trying to like scramble to find a co-host. It's like all at the same time. So I was like, done by 12 o'clock i was like all right it's noon like i've got to i kind of I, I forgot about this so I, I actually pulled up our first uh episode or the first story that contains our episode which unfortunately because our switch to a different podcast platform we actually lost all those older episodes oh my god oh my gosh. Um, like well i think it goes back to what a blessing. The, ca- <laughs> the catalog goes back to like 2019 i think but 2016 well, february february 29th 2016 was our first episode and Shocker, it was about 5G. Yep. Uh, of yeah. <laughs> uh, 5G, security, and we, I remember we used to do three topics, which I, I, it made it really difficult. Like, it's one of those things, like, in principle, we're like, all right, it's four minutes. How hard could that be? But four minutes, we're squeezing in, like, a little bit of analysis and commentary on three topics was actually, especially when we were doing it in that slapdash fashion, was uh, not, not easy. Not easy. I, I thought it was so much fun. I I loved that format because it, it like restricted us. And and Brian would always warn us. He was like, "Look, like you're going into five minutes. You're going into five and a half. <laughs> Not so. So I, you know, we would always go over, but there was a certain energy to it that you know, like an NPR podcast that's like two hours long. Or if you remember the four hundred four, which they were also like that. Those were long form podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have that, like, just, just like the, the, like, kind of like on the edge insanity of like, <laughs> we're going to try to tell you 15 stories and do it as quickly as possible. Here we yes. go. Um, and for a while it was, it was Ben and I, well, for a while it was really just Ben, because I did take, what was it like six weeks off, four weeks off for my parental leave, uh, with the birth of my first child. Um, and then, uh, and, and there was a lot of, well, between the two of us, a lot of awkwardness and a lot of being dudes. And then uh, Joan, who came back to CNET uh, later in the year, joined us. And w- what did you think when you when you saw this podcast that we were doing and this thing that we were, this project that we were kind of cranking out on the side of, of our regular day jobs? I mean, I feel like as is a lot of things, whenever I'm interacting with both of you, and 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 Brian as well, and BBG producer extraordinaire. Whenever, even if it's not a podcast setting, I'll often have a moment where I'm like, "Thank God, there's someone who's not these people here <laughs> to break up." Not that it's not that you guys are bad or anything. It's just you go so off the rails. <laughs> so correct. This is this I is mean, just, this is true. Just, well, I'll cop to not that. that it's bad and like there's an audience for you know sitting and talking about a surfing pikachu card for <laughs> five minutes 
like we were doing pre-show off mic but um to be fair it was only like a minute or two but it could have gone a lot longer uh, to be honest Joe, yeah. if you weren't if you weren't here yeah. it probably would have gone longer yeah I, I think a little bit yeah uh, um a, a different flavor i think is 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 a good thing in a podcast dynamic maybe that so that was kind of my impression like oh good it's all the roger ben bbg flavor now there could be <laughs> a, a different sort of taste maybe that people can enjoy or not enjoy it's up to them but at least there's some differentiation slightly definitely definitely no no totally appreciated too that um alfred eng who's now a politico added his own like weird flavor (laughs) to it too yes kind of of also a bro-y energy admittedly but like certainly different certainly a different worldview than roger and mine so yeah, it was it was interesting to see how everybody added their own touch to the whole thing. Yes, and the, we do fortunately have a glimpse into those earlier episodes, even though the audio podcasts are not around. At, at some point, I don't even remember when, and I don't know how, but we switched over to Facebook Live. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, I don't know if you recall like the decision behind it, because I don't even remember us. It was during the pivot to video, the great quote unquote pivot to video when Facebook Live, when Facebook was like, if you do video, you are going to thrive as a news outlet that's posting on Facebook, (laughs) right? And then they immediately like backtracked and stopped that after everyone invested a bunch in video. They they didn't immediately, it took about a year or two and then they they backtracked, they basically left a bunch of publishers holding the bag. It wasn't immediately, but they didn't tell publishers for a long time after they internally made the decision, oh, like we're not actually going to care about this anymore. Yes, but by virtue of the fact that we went on Facebook Live, now the uh, I still from like my like memories feed in the, or my memories aspect of the, the news feed, I still get those episodes that pop up, those older episodes. Oh, is your memories? Yeah, oh, that's wow. the only way I can. I mean, I could theoretically search through my feed and find, but it would take forever. Right. But like, it resurfaces every once in a while, and I and I see like you and Ben and Alfred, and it just it kind of like I mean I never actually watch it because I I think <laughs> what I would cringe if I watched them now. Um, Brian can can note the the number of times I flubbed my intro. I think he made at one point like a cut of all the times I did it. Like not even all, just uh, a fraction true. of the times. It was just I like put together an intro that like I could not that I wrote and like <laughs> sounded good in my head, but then as I said it, like I couldn't say the words right for some reason, and then it became a thing. And then I like. Yeah, and I would just keep it's flubbing. It's all right, Roger. We all do it. We're all human. Thank it's goodness. Fun. You should have done it this time in honor, <laughs> in honor of this I don't even remember what the intro is now. Like, it was, it was like <laughs> convoluted now that I think about it, but um, I'm, I'm really fortunate that things aren't live. Like, back then, everything was live. We did Facebook Live, and then we switched to YouTube Live. We started mm-hmm. getting questions from, from the audience. That's when I think we really kind of hit our stride. When I really enjoyed how the show worked because we had a uh, – we had. Uh, built up a bit of a community and folks who were like regularly coming in and, and asking us questions. Yeah, we had like some fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, yeah, kind of fans, yes. And like also to some degree, like collaborators, like the the guy that I always think of off the top of my head because he was so dedicated to the podcast was Michael Brown. But there were a oh, lot yeah. of other folks um, that, you know, Brian, Roger, Joan, you probably know their names and like that's what one of the most 
you know, enjoyable parts of the whole thing was is to like have folks come back and you're totally right. The live Q and a portion was really cool. Where like, we would just do our spiel and then get to riff on it with, you know, folks coming in. Uh, so, so yeah, that was, that was an awesome format for the show, even though it made it way longer than four minutes. Well, right, that was the thing. I think at some point that's why we ended up rebranding it to the Daily Charges. Right. Especially when we went to YouTube, they're like, "Hey, four minutes isn't long enough for a video," and yeah. so your name is a little problematic. So, um, I alluded to this in yesterday's episode with Joan, but I, before we move on to the Daily Charge, I, I like I do want to bring up that mm. insane idea and execution of the three-hour and fifty-nine-minute-long podcast. Yep. I was amazing. <laughs> So, so my, my favorite memory of that particular episode was that Brian showed up with, with like nuts to keep up his energy because like, <laughs> we, we would, we would cycle out, you right. know, we would have right. different yeah. people yeah. hosting different aspects of it, but Brian was doing it from like start to finish. And so was like fully prepared, Brian, what was it with almonds or walnuts? I don't, but, but like, that's, that's how dedicated this man is to the podcast. <laughs> Is that he was like willing to like sweat and bleed for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then as soon as we wrap that show, I guarantee you that, that I swear on everything that is holy within eight seconds of us cutting that feed, I was in a dead sprint into the restroom where I was for the next <laughs> yeah. 11 minutes. Well deserved. I mean, well deserved. that's amazing. You went that long without, I don't know. Yeah. That that's just, a testament to your dedication, Brian. Like the that thing was... that I remember Thanks. from the um that ultra long, uber long podcast was like just this kind of like um not a specific moment or anything like that, but just this sort of like feeling of it as being like like it kind of felt like being part of a PBS telethon where like you're kind of like you're <laughs> trying to get callers to asking call for in. donations. I mean, we, yeah. Right. We weren't asking for donations, but I got that same sort of like the programming vibe of it, but it was kind of like, right. oh, but now I'm inside the PBS telethon. Yeah, that's um, right. That's too. Like we added, yeah. like there was there was a guest that was like, uh, it was like a STEM teacher or something. Yeah, it's a coding program for children. Yeah, that was that was yeah. really super ambitious, and I don't even remember like where it came up, but like that's what was so fun about this whole thing was that like an idea like that percolated, and then we just decided to do it, and like okay how do we, how do we do this thing? And, you know, again, testament to Brian that like, he was, he's the one that like make, made so much of this end up happening from the logistics back end. So yeah, totally much for that. Thanks y'all. <laughs> yeah. Brian, seriously. Thank you. Um, and then we, yeah, then we made the move to the daily charge. We rebranded, we moved from our little podcast studio to the, the big studio back in our old offices. Uh, on 28th Street in Manhattan. Uh, that's where we started. Yeah, that's when the Q&A stuff really took off. That's what the uh, the show took more of a, uh, I guess, a, a, a polished look, which, you know, looking back, we may or may not have liked. Um, but it was, I don't know, what did you all think of like the the big studio, the, the fact that it became more of a polished production? So this was by far my most like stressful time at CNET looking back. Because putting together the regular shows was already like a lot to do where I felt like it was a photo finish. And so adding all these additional elements in, having the, having the, like the whole script set up and having to read it from the teleprompter, I was mm. like, 
few, you know, every single time. The, yeah. the live yeah. Q&A portion was usually when I kind of felt like I could let my hair down and be like, okay, I got through the scripted part. This is, this is like the quote unquote fun part. Um, but yeah, it was, it was like a bear to get through. So I, I don't know if you guys felt that way too. I kind of don't, I don't recall that feeling personally, but I don't know. Prompters don't phase me. Was it the prompter mostly or preparing the, the copy for the prompter that felt like a lot yeah. of work? A lot of, I would say mostly the copy because it was a little more extensive, but, um, yeah. I think we still ended up getting like a pretty good flow for that too. But I, I did often feel like I was missing the original, like super janky version. And I, I, I yes. must have shared that with, with you guys before. That's not like news or anything. Mm -hmm. I kind of, yeah. And I, I did miss the more thrown together aspect of the original show. Uh, I did though appreciate, I guess that more polished production, the fact that there was a, teleprompter i wasn't super comfortable with teleprompters at the beginning but i got more comfortable with it and i think that actually kind of helped just with other aspects of my job like in terms of being a lot more comfortable in front of a formal camera as opposed to like those little corner cameras that we had in the old smaller studio so i don't know the mixed feelings about that but uh let's mm -hmm. let's let's just talk about some of the the overall moments i've talked about our three hour and 59 minute long episode, but I'm curious what some of the moments are that you're most proud of from that show, the show. Most proud of, yeah. wow. That's a... or, or, okay, that, that the fondest memories, let's go with that. <laughs> if you can't, if there's not necessarily something that comes to mind, cause it is, it's been a long six years. There's been a lot going on. It's hard to keep track, especially for the last couple of years. So. Well, I talked about this when, when you and I were just kind of, you know, very quickly chatted about it on, on yesterday's um, sort of regular show. Um, you know, that time when we did the like 360 camera outdoor one. Yeah. Um, yeah. How like, like the highlight for me was like, we all went to Shake Shack afterwards and we had right. like junk food and milkshakes. And I, and I brought this up yesterday too, but I'll say it again. And you know, that kind of like that being sort of like a fond memory of, of mine sort of speaks to like the thing that I like most about it was I just got to like chat with the people that I like at work, you yeah. know, especially once it moved into the format where we just like, I mean, that's what I love the most is I get to like talk about news with other people who like to talk about news. And oh, they also happen to be some of the people that I like really love working with and being friends with so Aww. like my yeah like my kind of favorite part of it was just like you know the what is it they what's the like cheesy phrase like about <laughs> what's the cheesy phrase about like it wasn't the such and such it was the friendships that we made or whatever uh, the journey, <laughs> the journey along the way I I don't don't know. Know. it's the friends we made along then the journey i don't know sure. I'm, I'm butchering that that's it's a, a cheesy phrase here about friendship. <laughs> yes. That's how I feel about it. This is so so sweet. So um, I would I would probably say for for me, uh, I really like those episodes when it was like an Apple Day or a Google Day because the mm. news was like so fresh and it just became part of like the hectic energy of those days because like yeah. the entire newsroom yeah. was like blasting through stories when yeah. these events were going on and then we were like boom let's put a script together and then just go into the podcast studio mm -hmm. i think we would also do the youtube live shows too and would have like this immediate feedback or this immediate 
Yeah, yeah. I, I remember having, you know, folks like Jessica Dilcourt or Sharp Tipkin on, like, yep. as our, like, expert to take those questions. And it was always, uh, I think for some of them, not all of them, so I, there's some, there's kind of a nervous factor and like, oh, I'm going to be on a live video feed with questions being thrown at me live. And uh, it was just, it was kind of great to watch all of them, like, step into the, step into that and, like, Basically, everyone killed it, crushed it when it, when they came on, right? They were they became their usual experts and stopped thinking about it being live. And I I just kind of loved that the fact that that it was a it was a experiment, but it was a great format I think for folks at CNET, our our experts to kind of show off their knowledge like in real time. Like it's not it's not faked. This is this is these are legit experts. Speaking of yeah, which, um, one of my favorite like knockdown guests was David Katzmeyer. So you could <laughs> get him in, or in, in the, like doing the YouTube show or the podcast last minute, like three minutes before the show goes on or whatever, I'm exaggerating and be like, I need you to talk about TVs or micro LED technology or <laughs> literally any question, no matter how esoteric from a live Q and A, he would answer in a fashion that was like encyclopedic. It was just really friggin' cool to see a guy that knows that much about his craft and about like TV technology. He would do it on C uh, during CES too. Like you just Mm -hmm. plop him down at CES and he would wax on for like 25 minutes about TV tech. So yeah, definitely shout out to David. I got two highlight moments that I want to reflect on. Please, please. My my legitimate number one is. Uh, when we were shooting the promos during the rebrand. Oh my god! And gosh. Uh, Ben thought he was going to be funny. And uh, I'm behind the camera. He's got a boom mic uh, suspended <laughs> over him. And he thought he was going to do a little sneeze gag, a little slapstick comedy and uh, go off script on me. And uh, the genius himself uh, toppled the entire boom mic, which came down on the camera pedestal, <laughs> which then bent forward and completely collapsed, including the teleprompter. It was so, onto the it was floor. so ridiculous. It was like straight out of three. Oh, if, you have the, if you have the GIF, which I know you do, you have to share it. This is, I have it somewhere. It's buried somewhere, Ben. I know I haven't destroyed that. I just got to find it. Yeah. Like, we kept that footage. Oh, oh, that nice! Such a great. Memory. We used it in the promo that syndicated. It's in the video. Oh, oh my gosh! Because thought, it was so on brand. I thought I was being so clever, where I was like, "I'm gonna do the sneeze gag. It's gonna be great." And then, like, all hell broke loose. <laughs> was there actual? Did you actually damage anything, or was it just? No, it was all salvageable, but it did oh. collapse. <laughs> that is very bad. It's very on brand with the show, for sure. My runner-up, my runner-up was uh, there was one time, and I'm going to leave this vague because no one else is going to remember this besides us. But we had a guest on, and it was someone who was relatively high up the chain. In, uh, oh, I know, I know. Yeah, go on. Uh, well, I I, I don't want to get into too many details because it's pretty damning. But uh, we had him on to talk about Star Trek, and Homeboy ghosted us the entire show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he like didn't didn't seem like he knew that much about the show, but uh, it didn't seem like he knew that much. Period. Yep. Yikes. Yep. Yep. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. But I, I do remember that. Uh, I wouldn't say it's one of my fondest memories, but it's definitely a notable one. 
I did say, I mean, we've done hundreds, <laughs> actually, no, we've done a, over a thousand of these shows and a lot of it does kind of blur together after a while, but those were just a couple of real standouts. And the, the reason they stand out is because they went horribly wrong. Well, I remember one that um, it could have gone horribly wrong. Like you're never supposed to act. You're never supposed to be on camera with children or, or animals. But remember when we had that episode where we had puppies? I can't remember. The yes. that was Bridget, that was you and yeah. Bridget. Oh, I, oh, oh, oh yeah. Well, I, I wasn't on, but I remember watching. Like, was I? No. Yes, it was, was an epi- I can't remember the tech angle. I don't, and and I don't need to know. I just remember that there was, it was an episode and we had puppies in the studio and they were adorable. <laughs> they were amazing. And then other, and then like, I don't, you guys probably weren't, were you even in the office? I think because after we were done taping, then everybody in the office got to come in and play with puppies. It was amazing. No, I must've, I must've been out of town or something. Cause I don't, I don't rec- I remember seeing this on screen and wondering what, but I don't think <laughs> I ever, yeah, I would have remembered experiencing the show with puppies that I missed out clearly. Same here. Yeah. But that is, that is definitely, I remember seeing like screenshots of it and that's what was cool about, you know, the old office too, was that I remember like the Sesame street puppeteers showed up one, one time, this wasn't for the, for the podcast, but like, you know, every now and then you would bump into like some, some interesting folks that would waltz through the office. So yeah, definitely were, or puppies, obviously. Uh, I, I will say, well, this isn't like a fun memory. This is like, for some reason, it sticks out my mind because it's fairly early in the show because we'd mostly done those four minute long podcasts. And I think at one point, uh, this is clearly before Joan came back to do this, but we, we, we decided to do an extended episode to talk about Batman v Superman. And it was like, I think our first time, because it was like, a, it was like a, a 40 minute, ep- it was like a long episode. I think it was like a, like a special or something. And we just decided to experiment with it. And I, I only remember because I was working from home, I think it was a Friday recording and I didn't really have a spot for podcasts. And the only place with any good audio acoustics was my bathroom. So I was just like, I had my laptop <laughs> in my toilet and I was just sitting there recording it. And I'm like, this is, this is not a day I expected to have, like sitting in a bathroom talking about Batman v Superman for a good, almost an hour. So I don't know why that always stuck out for me. Cause like that was one of the first times we really started experimenting with kind of random episodes or formats. Yeah. Speaking of extended episodes, that just jogged my memory that we had a snow day episode. It was me, you and Brian. And it was like, there was, there was so much snow on the ground. Nobody came into the office except for the three of us. And we did an extended episode also (laughs) super geeky thing. What did we talk about? Was it? I don't remember. It was something along the lines of Batman versus Superman. There was also also an extended episode where just you and Brian geeked out about anime for like 45 minutes. And it was kind of like I was at the kids table and you guys were at the adults table. Oh, that episode actually did really, really well. Right. But like, it was literally like, (laughs) and you don't know about this. We'll take it from here. Like, go over there. We're gonna do the anime episode. And I was like, thank God. Like, I can't even like pretend to know about anime. So it's just like, but yeah, you guys like went off about it. So yeah, yeah there were some some cool like heavy nerditry episodes. <laughs> I always just liked how ramshackle everything was. Like for anybody who really wanted to peek behind the curtain, I wish I could show you how much spit and duct tape held this show together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Highlights being uh, 
when we when we transitioned to the work from home model during the yeah. pandemic, mm-hmm. which was a whole big, huge format pivot and try to figure stuff out logistically. Uh, we get Roger a microphone and a recorder, but we didn't get him a pop shield. So at the 11th hour, I'm just like, put your kid's sock on it. Put your kid's sock on it. And that was your pop <laughs> shield like, for your microphone. For like a good year. And I'll be damned if it didn't work. For a good year and a half, actually, <laughs> before I kind of got proper facilities. Yeah, like I, it was... Uh, because instead of me buying the three dollar foam capper for the microphone, we just like, well, why spend money? Yeah, no, it wasn't even. It wasn't a microphone. It was the Zoom mic, a Zoom recorder that I was using for a good year. I didn't even have when that pandemic hit. Like, I didn't really have a like a workspace that could accommodate all this stuff until much later into the the pandemic. So yeah, it was. And I was like sitting in my kid's room, hiding from like the kids were outside being fed. So like they wouldn't come in and mess the recording up. It was, I remember that it was stressful, but it was fun. <laughs> and it was a nice break from, well, the, the terribleness of, of all the, of the pandemic. So it was yeah. fun to see how increasingly disheveled we looked too. So, like, <laughs> I remember I like grew my beard out during the pandemic. And so that was, that was like, another another like hilarious aspect of like being on video with you guys like trying to push together the podcast and yes it was yeah. it was like one of the few interactions um where it wasn't like in in our isolated spheres you know because like everybody's yeah. everybody's world like shrank considerably yeah and i would say the i mean we at that point we'd switch back to audio so fortunately no one had to see our disheveled and, and tired faces but uh, it did actually open the door for us to do a lot more guest interviews. Like I was able to, not just the with, with you folks, but I got to expand out the roster of folks that I would interview. At that point, we kind of switched the format. And so we were able to interview more folks across CNET. It didn't have to be like a multiple host situation. And we had a, had a number of pretty great guests. We had like the Shang-Chi director, Dustin Jane Cretton. Uh, we had Ashton Kutcher on. We had a whole Tony Fidel the inventor of the iPod. We had a whole bunch of folks on for uh, for a bunch of episodes. So really, kind of expanded and evolved. It, in, in some ways, it it freed us to uh, be more ambitious in different ways with the with the show. So for sure. Uh, all right. Well, we've we've taken up taken up our listeners' time enough. It's it's been it's been a half an hour of waxing romantic hot. about yes. And as is, as is appropriate, little, little podcast. <laughs> as is, uh, appropriate for by dynamic with Brian, I have to tell him that I messed up the first half of my recording It the file got corrupted. So I've only got half the, uh, the second half of the audio <laughs> file. So classic. It's very me. It's very oh, me. So, Thanks Roger. The grand finale is going to result in me doing production surgery for hours. I it's mean, so on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, hopefully the zoom recording is sufficient. Um, but. Well, let's wrap things up. Ben, thanks again for joining us. Uh, you obviously have been were absolutely instrumental in making the Daily Charge and 359 what it is. Uh, and obviously, we miss you a ton. We're super happy that you're successful and killing it at MasterCard with your golden airplane and whatever awesome perks you've got. NFTs. Golden airplane? My mind, in my mind, he's got like a golden private jet that he flies around. That's, sure, that's the MasterCard way. Uh, we all do around here. Yes, I'm sure your I'm sure your boss is going to love that. Uh, <laughs> moving, moving on. <laughs> moving on, Joan. I, was, I said my thanks yesterday, but thank you again for for bringing in that different flavor and and really just being like 
an awesome friend and co-host all these years uh-huh. and supporter of the show. Uh, and to Brian, who's been, especially recently, our, our uh, silent, mostly silent sidekick. Um, you know, I didn't really know you before the podcast. Like, obviously, I, I kind of knew you as the guy who did everything at CS. Right. <laughs> in the background, who ran around a lot, I, and you knew not to mess with him because he was busy. Um, and, yes. And I still, I still kind of remember the uh, back then, you had a handlebar mustache, you had like a hipster vibe, and I was just like, who is this random person? But it didn't take long for me to realize that like you are one of the most creative, passionate, uh, and just effective people I've met, ever met. Uh, you're, you're clearly someone who gets stuff done, as evidenced by the fact that this show has existed for six years, and you've really been the heart and soul of the 359 and the Daily Charge. So, BBG, sure, thank yeah. you. Thank you. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, geez, y'all. <laughs> I didn't need to get emotional on this. Uh, I'll just have to say, like, this has been a tremendous feather in my cap. It gave me an excuse uh, to get to know y'all who I might not have necessarily worked with. Like you said, this was something that just kind of got dropped on our plate and is going through a zillion and a half iterations. And it was like, hey, we want to try doing a daily podcast. Can you figure it out? Yep. Hey, we're trying to experiment with Facebook Live. You want to figure it out? Yep. Hey, Facebook Live sucks. We will go to YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's always just been like those random requests. And that's how this somehow formulated into its own little personality. But yeah, this is a peak in in career for me, having something with such longevity, Mm. prestige, you know, and it rarely went considerably wrong. When it did, it was entertaining. When it it crashed, it was a very entertaining crash. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a great ride. Thank you. And thank you, Roger, especially for for steering it and for talking me off ledges and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's been it's been a, like I said, a wild uh, and just a, a ride that I could be really proud of. I mean, six years for anything is is a long time. So, all right, time to wrap things up for the last time. For now, uh, for the Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. 